Hello and welcome to What The Bump. My name is Jennifer. I am a labor and delivery nurse who oddly enough has no kids, yet a huge passion for informing and empowering women on all of their options surrounding their pregnancy. Join me every week as we dive in to all things prenatal, postnatal, birth, and so much more. So let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to What The Bump. I know I've been a little on and off and spotty with episodes lately, but I'm really trying to get back into the groove and get back into my normal recording and uploading of podcasts. If you did not catch my last episode, make sure you go back and listen to it. I have been a little bit on and off with my podcasts because I did have a miscarriage at about nine weeks. So I did talk about that in the last episode that I recorded and uploaded. If you're interested in hearing that story, go back and listen to it. I go over everything basically that happened but I'm back and trying to just get back into the groove I had to take a little bit break because after experiencing something like that it is very hard to get on a podcast and talk about you know prenatal labor delivery and birth um, especially experiencing a loss in that exact area so I've had a nice break from work since I'm a labor and delivery nurse it was also nice to be able to step out of that field for a little while and really just cope and really deal with what um, we've been going through but I'm back and I'm excited to be here and to talk about birth. So today we are going to talk about postpartum depression or postpartum blues. We're going to kind of touch on all of that. And I just really want to talk about the signs and symptoms, the differences between the postpartum blues and depression, signs and symptoms to look for and causes of it, and really just empower you and educate you on what postpartum blues are versus what postpartum depression is. That way, when you are postpartum or when you have a baby, you can recognize any signs and symptoms within yourself or other people, and you can elevate that to a provider if you need to. And before I jump into all this, I also want to say that there is a hotline you can call. It's 1-800-944-4773. And that is a postpartum depression helpline that you can call and they can kind of, you can tell them what you're experiencing and they can kind of direct you and tell you what is best for you to do next. So if you are experiencing postpartum depression or postpartum blues or you know somebody who is, make sure you hold on to that hotline number and give that out. So postpartum blues is also referred to as the baby blues. It's short term, it's temporary mood disorder after pregnancy. This affects about 70 to 80% of postpartum women. So the postpartum blues are a lot more common. They're not, I don't wanna necessarily call them normal, but they are very common. Up to 80% of postpartum women experience some type or severity of the postpartum blues and postpartum depression postpartum blues that is screened before discharge from the hospital after you have the baby and you should also be screened at your postpartum visits now i know my hospital we use the edinburgh postnatal depression scale i don't know really what they use at your postpartum visits but that's just a questionnaire of 10 questions and it basically asks you like in the last seven days have you felt less like doing things you'd normally enjoy um in the last seven days you feel like you're not coping as well as you normally have been it's just 10 multiple choice questions asking you how you have done with kind of coping in your mood over the past week So some signs and symptoms of the postpartum blues are going to be feeling very moody, feeling sad, feeling frustrated, a little bit tearful, kind of feeling like you're on a roller coaster ride of emotions almost, feeling on edge, feeling anxious, exhausted, maybe some difficulty sleeping, some insomnia, and feeling lonely. Postpartum depression really does not have any inclination towards a certain race, a certain ethnicity, to make you more at risk for experiencing this. In fact, some men or fathers of babies often actually report feeling the postpartum blues as well in the postpartum period. 
And as you can guess, a lot of this is caused from obviously hormonal level changes in you, which drastically change after pregnancy and physical exhaustion, adapting to life with the new baby, changes in your normal routines and any maternal infant complications. So the main things are the hormone dropping and then physical exhaustion. You have just labored, especially if you have a vaginal delivery, that can be exhausting. If you are induced, that can make it even a longer process. You might have been a first-time mom, which means that this is going to be completely new for you. So many changes, so many learning curves are being thrown your way, and it can be a lot, it can be very stressful, and it can be very hard to adapt. Another thing that puts you at risk for postpartum blues is any maternal infant complications. So let's say after you have the baby, you have a very bad tear and you're experiencing a lot of pain from it, or you had to have an emergency section, or maybe you hemorrhaged and lost a lot of extra blood after delivery. Those can definitely cause the postpartum blues to be worse. And then any infant complications. So the baby having to have a little stay in the NICU or having any issues maybe with like a collarbone or an arm or any broken bones or injuries. So any maternal infant complications is definitely going to add more stress and exhaustion onto what you already have going on. The onset of symptoms for postpartum blues is usually 48 to 72 hours after delivering your baby. These symptoms usually last about two weeks and they usually peak after the first week. The solution for postpartum blues is really just rest, exercise, healthy meals, and time. Postpartum blues does not usually require medications. When you start requiring medications and you start going beyond that two-week period, that's where your physician normally looks at diagnosing you with postpartum depression. However, postpartum blues, you should not really require medication. You just need to do exactly what is causing it basically, find the causes, and fix them. So all the exhaustion, all the changes, all the learning curves sleep, rest, exercise. You can have people bring meals over, things like that, just to release the heavy load that is on you because you are caring for a newborn and feeling like you have to make sure you have meals cooked and your house clean and all those things is just extra added stress onto you. So whatever tasks you can kind of pass off to other people in your life or even a spouse or significant other or hire somebody, hire a cleaning person or hire a delivery service or get takeout, you know, whatever you can do to kind of get some of that stress off of you is really going to help you in the postpartum period. And you can start preparing for that before you deliver your baby. I know a lot of people, especially like when they start hitting that third trimester, they start to set up a like meal train or they even start meal prepping a ton of stuff and freezing it. And that can really help because then when you're postpartum, you just have to pull it out of the freezer and pop it in the oven. You can do that or you can set up a meal delivery service to start after you have the baby to deliver healthy and fresh meals to your doorstep. So now let's talk about postpartum depression. Postpartum depression is more severe than the postpartum baby blues. This affects only about 10 to 15% of mothers. And the difference mainly between the postpartum blues and postpartum depression is just it is ramped up in severity. So postpartum depression is going to be intense feelings of sadness, anxiety, despair that prevent you from being able to do the daily tasks that you normally would. And that's the huge red flag in there. It's basically debilitating like you can't do normal things that you'd normally do you don't want to cook you don't want to clean you don't care want to care for yourself you don't want to care for your baby and this lasts longer than two weeks the signs and symptoms that you can watch out for in yourself or other people around you is the same as postpartum blues in the sense that you feel moody sad frustrated tearful however with the postpartum depression you might have some suicidal thoughts thoughts to harm yourself or your baby no interest in things that you used to enjoy, extreme depression, lack of appetite, and just not bonding well with your baby. 
Postpartum depression can occur up to one year after having your baby, but normally it starts about one to three weeks after you've given birth. And this is mainly caused just like the postpartum blues, an enormous shift in your reproductive hormones, sleep deprivation, inadequate nutrition, poor partner support, health issues with either mom or baby, an infant with high needs, so like maybe a NICU baby or a baby that just had some complications after birth, and any major stressors in your life can make your postpartum depression much worse. So how is postpartum depression officially diagnosed? So you either have to exhibit two weeks or more of a depressed mood or two weeks or more of a loss of interest in daily activities that you'd normally enjoy, plus four symptoms. And the four symptoms are going to be appetite disturbances, sleep disturbances, psychomotor agitation, slowing down, fatigue, feelings of worthlessness, inappropriate guilt, poor concentration, and any suicidal or harmful ideations. And once you start to feel, or at any point, if you start to feel like you have the postpartum blues, but they're maybe getting a little bit too out of hand, and even if I know I said two weeks is where they will diagnose you with the depression, like persistent for two weeks, if you are one week postpartum and you're just feeling like you can barely get through the day, you need to seek help. Do not ever wait to seek help when it comes to postpartum blues or postpartum depression. If you feel like it might be something that's a little bit worse than just feeling physically and mentally exhausted after having a baby don't wait to talk to your provider don't wait till your first postpartum visit and don't think oh i'm gonna follow up with them in a few weeks you know it can just wait it can't wait you need to find help you need to get help because it's not your fault it's not anything you've done or it doesn't matter if you've never struggled with depression before postpartum depression picks whoever it wants and it's not you it's literally the the hormonal changes in you and the physical changes in you and around you that will trigger postpartum depression once you have been officially diagnosed with postpartum depression, there is a lot of things that you can do to kind of help get rid of it. And a lot of them are going to be mental things, changing your environment, changing how you go about daily life. And also we can do some things on the medical side. So a couple things that you can do yourself is throwing out the myths surrounding motherhood. People think that you just have a baby and it's beautiful and you breastfeed and it's easy and your baby, it's, it's just so easy. If you're a good mom, you can take care of a baby good. And that is not true. Motherhood is so hard and I have not experienced it myself, but I know because I take care of postpartum moms and even on like day three, they are like, they're, they're exhausted. They're like, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. Breastfeeding is the hardest thing I've ever done. And I can tell you right now, it does get easier, especially as your baby gets the hang of things. And as you get the hang of things, it will get much easier. But you have to throw out those myths and the fantasies that motherhood is just so easy. Another thing that you can do is just communicate with your partner, enlist your partner to help you with things. Try to get anything off your plate besides taking care of your baby that you can. As far as cooking, cleaning, like I talked about earlier, hire somebody, set up a meal train, order food delivery services or the meal prep services, eat healthy, make sure you are taking your prenatal still. I always tell people to take their prenatal when they're postpartum just because why not, especially because you might not be eating as much or you might be eating more and it will just help kind of cover all your bases. It's like a little insurance policy, your prenatal vitamin. Food always first. Try to get all your vitamins, minerals, nutrients, proteins, fats, everything from food, but taking a prenatal will just help cover your bases as a little insurance policy. Make sure you get a few hours of uninterrupted sleep a night. So if even if you're breastfeeding, you can do this pump and leave it in a bottle and enlist your partner to help you tell them tonight when the baby wakes up the first time use that feeding pump some breast milk and leave it there for them that way you can sleep at least for the beginning of the night and then maybe the second feeding when the baby wakes up you can get up and feed the baby then 
Another thing is making sure you're exercising and nothing intense, nothing crazy, just a few minutes a day to get some endorphins going to really oxygenate your brain. And plus it just makes you feel so much better thanks to those endorphins. So even if it's going on a walk, as long as your provider of course has okayed some moderate exercise, going on a walk, or doing a little body weight workout in your house with a yoga mat. Anything that you can do just to get your blood pumping and your body moving. Make sure you have support from friends and family coming over, seeing you, visiting you, helping you care for your baby. Even just holding the baby for an hour or two can be a very nice break for you. So make sure you have family and friends supporting you. You can join support groups. There's probably a lot in your area. Even on Facebook, that's a great place to check for support groups for new moms. Scheduling help. So somebody to watch your children, somebody to help you clean, meal delivery, anything like that. Anything that you can put onto somebody else to take care of will really help you. And then depending on how severe you feel like the postpartum blues are or, or if you have postpartum depression, find a counselor who specializes in postpartum depression. So don't just go find any counselor out there and talk to them. I mean, if that's your only option, that's better than nothing. However, finding one that specifically specializes in postpartum depression is going to be a huge help because they're experts in that area and they really can help you and listen to you and give you good solid advice to help you get through this time. And the two last things that are very important to help with postpartum depression, one, of course, consult your healthcare provider. Hopefully you already have if you are feeling like you might have postpartum depression or even pretty severe postpartum blues. Consult your healthcare provider about treatment options and see what they think is best for you. And the last thing that your provider might do after you see them is put you on an antidepressant. So antidepressants do have some side effects. They usually fade away after a week or two of being on them. And a big concern is, can they be transferred to your breast milk? And they can. However, the amount that is found in breast milk is usually very, very low. And breastfeeding is so good for you and your baby that deciding to take an antidepressant while breastfeeding, usually you just kind of have to weigh out those risks for yourself. Is your postpartum depression bad enough that an antidepressant will really help you? And is that worth it to keep on breastfeeding? You really have to weigh those out for yourself. But we do know that breastfeeding is always the best thing that you can give your baby. And if you can, even with an antidepressant and your provider says it's okay, um, they will recommend that you normally keep on breastfeeding because the benefits of your baby being exposed to the medication in your breast milk are very, very low. So those are the main differences between postpartum blues and postpartum depression. Just to recap, postpartum blues affects about 80% of women. It starts about 48 to 72 hours after delivering your baby and generally lasts about two weeks. Postpartum blues is caused from sleep deprivation and hormonal changes. It's feelings of sadness, moodiness, being tearful, feeling on edge and exhausted. Things that you can do to help solve this are going to be just rest, exercise, healthy meals, and time. Usually postpartum blues does not require medication. And postpartum depression, on the other hand, that affects only about 10 to 15% of mothers. It's very intense feelings of sadness, anxiety, and despair that prevent you from doing normal things that you would normally enjoy. It can involve suicidal ideations, thoughts to harm yourself, thoughts to harm your baby, no interest in caring for your baby or caring for yourself, lack of appetite, and not bonding with your baby. Causes of this are going to be the same as postpartum blues. However, it can be worse if you have a baby who has had complications postpartum or a mother who has had complications postpartum, poor partner support, inadequate nutrition, and extreme sleep deprivation. Postpartum depression can occur up to one year after birth, but usually happens when you have two weeks of persistent depressed mood and loss of interest in daily activities. Some steps you can take to help with postpartum depression is to throw out the myths and fantasies that motherhood is easy and beautiful all the time, to enlist other people to help you to eat healthy meals, to maybe hire somebody to clean your house or to bring meals to you, 
to exercise or get moving just for a couple minutes every day to make sure you get some uninterrupted sleep and to consult with your healthcare provider, of course, to get on an antidepressant if that's what your healthcare provider thinks is best for you and to see a counselor who specializes in postpartum depression. Again, you guys, don't wait to ever get help. If you feel like your postpartum blues is just a little bit too much for you to handle or you feel like you're a little bit more tearful or sad or feeling anxious than you normally feel like you should after birth, get help. It does not hurt to call your provider to tell them what you're feeling and to just get an appointment and go see them. It's quick, it's easy, and it's so much easier when you catch this early on than letting yourself go for weeks until that first postpartum visit and you might dig yourself into a very deep hole and have to climb all the way out. It's so much better when it's just a little tiny hole to get on out of it. So make sure you don't wait to find help. You call your providers. And again, that hotline number that I talked about in the beginning of the episode is 1-800-944-4773. And that is a postpartum depression helpline that you can call. They, I believe they speak Spanish, English, it's actually an international helpline number so make sure you keep that and you give that out to any friends or women that you know who are recently postpartum just in case they would ever need it and ever need any help thank you guys for tuning into this episode and make sure you come back next monday to talk more about pregnancy labor delivery postpartum and all things surrounding the bump we next week are going to be talking about c-section 101 so basically what to expect if you have a scheduled c-section what to expect if you have to have an emergency section and what that recovery period is going to be like what the or is going to be like things that you need to know terms that you might hear be used that way if you end up ever having to have a c-section during labor that was planned or not you are a little bit more educated on what the heck is going on because it can get a little bit crazy it can get a little bit busy and sometimes we do not take the time to stop and tell you what exactly is happening if it's an emergency so hopefully this will just help you to understand what exactly is going on if you do have to experience that so i will see you next monday thank you for tuning into today's episode i really hope you enjoyed it and i will see you next week to talk more about the bump And of course, I know you all probably know this, but I have to add it in. I make every effort to broadcast correct information through this podcast, but I am still learning so much. So I am in no way providing medical advice through this podcast, just sharing the things that myself and others have experienced or learned. Make sure to consult your physician before taking anything from this podcast and changing your health. This applies to any guests or contributors that I also have on this podcast. Thank you.